0: Welcome to the episode two recap of Australian, not Australian Survivor, my bad. Winners <laughs> at war, you're probably wondering to yourself, fuck, this does not sound like Byron at all. Well, there's a perfect explanation for all of this. Um, Byron's just gone to a magical place. He's gone on a little trip to some place that I kind of forgot, but he's not here. So... Yeah. Well, away. Yeah, so for the next, I think it's for this episode, and then episode three, I'll be your hosts for the Winners at War um, post-episode recap, I guess that's what you can call it. However, this is quite the interesting episode, there is quite a lot to talk about, and if you forgot it, my name is Ethan, and now we shall officially begin. So, Sean. Yes. I guess we should um, start with the beginning of the episode, I guess. I mean, there's so much juice towards the end, but first things first, um, my girl Denise finds herself a beautiful idol. Our girl, Denise, Ethan. Our girl.
1: Oh, my bad. My bad. Oh, my goodness. What a woman. What a champion. What a hero.
0: That is true. And I think what a... Fancy that they said, what a hero... What about the person who originally started on the Heroes Tribe in Heroes, Healers, and Hustlers? My guy Ben, helping Denise with that idol.
1: Yeah, I was pretty happy because I feel like he comes in here with such a target, being this idol guru, this like magic idol whisperer, and being able to kind of flip that on his head and being like, hey, I can help you be that
0: person. Exactly. And it worked. It did work, and... It just felt like too perfect of a moment. He just pretty much described exactly what it was going to look like without finding it. And then miraculously, two seconds later, it's like, like, oh my God, Ben.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was was insane.
0: I mean, it's pretty much like all idols really as of late in a very obvious spot. It was just, I remember it was just like in like a little shrub or something. Yeah. But you know. Who cares about how easy idols are to find these exactly. days? When's your favorite players finding them? Uh, yeah, yeah. who cares? Yeah.
1: I, was, uh, I was also quite pleased that Ben didn't force her giving him the half. He
0: yeah, was immediately like, you know,
1: like, who are you going to bring in? Like, who did you want to add to this alliance or whatever? And I thought that was a really smart move that shows yeah. he's kind of thinking more about the relationships this time instead of just the big, flashy plays. Which is yeah, good.
0: Exactly. And I wonder how um, differently the um, series of events would have happened if Ben was like, you're obviously giving this to me, right? I mean, I helped you. I feel like Denise would have been a bit um, afraid by that and would have yeah. placed a massive target on Ben. So... I agree.
1: What if Ben found it and Denise was there with him? Oh, I, that I, is very I, I interesting. He created a shitstorm. <laughs>
0: Um, I think if Ben was the one that find it, found it, I think things would be very different in mm. the fact in the things of Denise being like I think Denise would be like a bit scared of, to align with Ben even more if Ben was one, yeah. the one that found it for sure um, with the idol as well though it is something that we have seen before I think in Korong where it's like the super idol, we had to merge the two idols together Except this time it's half an idol to make one idol, which actually I remember now was in um, Survivor South Africa. Oh, An Ancient of Extinction. But I remember it in Survivor South Africa, Island of Secrets. Yes, it was. Yes. That's right. Nicole, Sipe, oh, yeah, all that crew. It was like the whole little triangle of Sipe and Rob and um, Nicole. So it's interesting how got c pays half back and then voted her out without it. Yeah. It was that is true. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, with the introduction of this now in... Because now I do remember that it was an edge of extinction. Mm, I actually yeah. forgot about that because I sort of, like, put that in the back of my head that season. Yeah, But now it's sort of... Go, yeah, now it's sort of different, but it's still sort of different in a way that we haven't seen before of it being, well, an American survivor at least, being sort of right into the game and found it um, at camp instead. So what are your sort of thoughts on it? Do you sort of like it being like that? Um, Yeah, look, I actually really do. I
1: was worried that with Edge of Extinction, obviously there's lots of advantages coming from there. And that if there's just going to be like normal regular idols at camps as well, that it was just going to be just a real, you know,
0: like a big cluster
1: yeah. but i feel like this way it adds another le- level of gameplay and it kind of takes it back to the social relationships adds more decision making which is what you want to see and i think it's it's less not necessarily less powerful but it's you can't hide it you have to yeah have to be proactive with it and you have to think and you kind of have to make a not necessarily a big move, but you have to do something with it. Um, that yeah. could go wrong, or it could go right, but something's going to happen.
0: So, yeah, yeah I enjoy guess. It. And it's sort of interesting, because as um, Yul says, it adds a layer of duplicity into the game. <laughs> because people... Because I've seen a lot of comments like, oh my god, there's so many idols and advantages because of the Edge of Extinction coming into play. But what yeah. people forget is, with these half-idols, I think the chances of these actually being play becomes quite minimal, because there's obviously that level of trust that is needed mm-hmm. with the person who's holding it, and when someone needs to play it, I mean, they're not necessarily just going to be willing to give it to them straight away. Yeah, yeah. So, it'll be Very interesting nice. how that sort of unfolds, but what are your thoughts on, because Kim, you know, found the idol as well, what are your thoughts on Kim giving that half of her idol to Sophie when really... It was Sophie sort of targeting her in that first vote.
1: Yeah, look, I I think it was a good decision all around. Um, I think that if Kim just went to Tyson and was like, hey dude, he like we're in this together, right? Like, whatever. I feel like that's not a long term plan for her. I feel yeah, it's like sort of playing yeah, safe. Yeah, yes, it's someone that she can trust, but she's not gonna be making much ground up. With that move. And I think Sophie, um, you know, they played 23 24. Um, they Man. would have, you know, met each other, had some sort of prior relationship beforehand. We know that Yule and Sophie brought Kim in after the first vote. Um, so I feel like Kim was feeling more trusting with Sophie. Um, and I think it was a good move. Sophie didn't really say that, you know, she was going to vote Kim out. She just said, oh, you know, I wouldn't trust me with this. Um, Yeah. And just identify that Kim's a really, really good, smart, savvy player, which, you know, is blaring at this point.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think what I like about Kim giving this to Sophie as well is the fact that since Kim is on the bottom of this whole tribe, what's the point of giving it to Tyson when really at this point he's on the second bottom? Why not try to go to the person that, like, the cream at the top? And try to wiggle their way in there if they can.
1: That's right. And the thing with this, this half idol um, idea is that why would Tyson give Kim half an idol if they're on the bottom together? And if if your like, votes are getting it split, why would Tyson let Kim save herself and then and then him going next? It? Exactly. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense for her to give it to someone that's on the bottom with her. She needs to kind of bridge that gap and mend mm. fences with it. I think that's what she's
0: done and i think that's sort of why instead of the obvious choice of denise giving the half idol to adam i think it's an even better reason as to why she could have possibly given it to poverty instead as she did yeah. try mentioned before of course until adam had his little child outburst of like mm, why did you not me so i wonder how things would yeah. played out if she gave that to poverty in- instead of adam
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm going to be, look, anyone that's listening, I'm a huge poverty fan, Stan even. Um, So when Denise said, I'm thinking of giving to poverty, I did jump out of my chair. I'm (laughs) going to, like, full transparency here. And, but I'm thinking it, like, objectively, I think it's an okay idea. Um, In one of an, in an article, I don't know who wrote it, but I remember reading somewhere after the first tribal where Natalie went, Um, Denise and Parvity had a chat together in the woods and they were saying that they both had connections on the other side. Um Mm. Parvati had Sophie and Denise had was it was it maybe Kim? I can't remember who Denise had, but I know they both had someone on the other side. So I feel like Parvity might have this connection that's just not permeating through the TV yet. We're not seeing it on the edit. Yeah.
0: But. I mean, we sort of seen like the foreshadowing of a potential relationship there.
1: Yes, fingers yeah. crossed. Because, yeah. wow,
0: yeah. I might <laughs> I mean, yeah, because I have like so, because Survivor Philippines was the first ever season I watched of Survivor. Oh, so, oh, uh, oh so, memory. Yeah. So, like, having Denise out there, like, I'm so, I'm like so biased against her. Oh, same. So, like, with her. So, yeah. And with And it's what I thought with the Idols as well is the, like, the potential of... With these two half-idols now, you're not... From the way that I think they might be played, or can be played, is that you're just not going to be stuck with, uh, let's say... Like, Sophie's not going to be stuck with Kim with this idol. What no. if Kim is able to give her half-idol to Denise, and Adam's able to give the half-idol to Sophie? Yeah, It adds, like, this big, massive, like, yeah. another layer to the game, which I find really interesting. Yeah, I think it's it's
1: not just an idol for someone on the bottom to play. Like, it's not that simple. I think it's designed to make really big, unexpected moves. Um, yeah. You know, someone from the top playing it, someone, um, you know, g- like, getting out someone unexpected. Um, yeah. And I think that's what we could see. I have a question, though. Yes. Do you By think... Way. Okay, because in the past seasons of returnees like Cambodia game changes we've seen two swaps yes. do you think half idols can be swapped within tribes so like for example can Kim's half be matched with Denise's half to form um, playable
0: I hope they can because yeah. I think it will be especially since there's going to be a swap what's the point yeah. of having all these half idols you can't give to someone on the other tribe exactly and we because know production wants them to play exactly production of forcing this you know advantage era so for them to not be able to have these idols played for like such a long duration of time it's mm-hmm. gonna not gonna appeal to the production so I think they I think they will be able to give it cross tribes and stuff
1: yeah I, th- I
0: think that could be cool that could be really cool yeah. um, you know what's interesting though is one thing that I'm sort of like iffy about about these half-idols is the fact that you're able to gain more powerful advantages on the edge than actually in the game.
1: Yeah. Because...
0: Yeah. Yeah, because the first two episodes we've seen, I mean, practically two idols given out. Expiry idols, yes, but Uh the ability to play them is a much more higher percentage of actually being able to be played instead of these half-idols. Yeah. Sorry, wow. I just remembered Sandra has an idol. <laughs> <can't> yes. <laughs> Sandra has an idol, but. <laughs> oh, dear. I still don't know if Sandra's idol's for the next three tribals she attends or just the three tribals in general because she might not yeah. even be playing that at all.
1: Well, I think, I think Kelly's yeah. idol in 39 that was also for three tribals, it was mm-hmm. three of her tribals. Yeah. I, 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 I believe, if I remember yeah. correctly. So I'm 30 rest a lot
0: but (laughs) yeah i'm just i'm just gonna assume that it's the same as 39's idol yeah but i think look it's the those fly tokens man they are just very difficult to grasp back to grasp if i actually like them or not a hot take but i kind of really dig it (laughs) i i'm I'm definitely leaning towards the digging bit like i'm sort of going to starting to like it Um, but I think with it and what makes it really interesting is it makes with these people having, I guess, the bigger advantages on the edge, it makes the social game just that much more important. Yeah, I agree. You're going to be sucking, you're going to be sucking everyone's dick. I mean, and then when you get voted, like when, when you blindside them, you're going to be hoping they give you your fire token. And then once they're on the edge as well. You may get their fire token, but then it's the extra layer of hell. When when they eventually find something, are they going to give that to me? Should I vote them out knowing that they're not going to give me anything? Or should I lean towards (laughs) voting this person out? Because I know they'll definitely give me something once they do find something. Yeah. Do
1: you think, though, because I was thinking about this today, and so Natalie goes to the edge, right? Gives yeah. her fire token to Jeremy. Yes. Um, she finds the idol thing. Has to give that to someone on the losing tribe. Gives it to Sandra because she because mm-hmm. she figures Sandra will be desperate enough. Then she finds disadvantage in the water well, which by the way, would you have gotten that clue if you were out on an island and reading
0: that? Um. <laughs> look, watching on TV, I on my, no guys, you're dumb idea. Until. Yeah. <laughs> If I, watching on TV, I was like, duh, dumbasses." But look, yeah. I'm going to be honest. If I was on the edge, no bloody chance in hell right. that I'm figuring out that clue. Yeah, yeah.
1: So anyway, so we get to Natalie's safety with that power, you know, gift, whatever. Of course, mm-hmm. she's going to gift it to Jeremy because she's already given him a fire token. Therefore, she knows that he has one. And yeah. you know, it's very likely that he's willing to spend one because then he'll have one left. And say so if the try yeah. wants to go like a group, like a challenge advantage or something, then Jeremy can say, "Hey, I still have a fire token." People yes, clearly he hasn't bought anything because he still has one left. And so he has this kind of free advantage that, that you know, is he really paid for because he's just got to give it.
0: Because what I, because I didn't mention this in the precast assessment, but I always thought like the strategy of, um, you know, I can see Sandra doing this. She's like, she'll be mm-hmm. like, guys, let's put in all of our tokens and like buy something for the tribe. And yeah, then if someone's it. like, oh, no, nah, I don't really want to do that. I feel like someone like Sandra would be like, oh, what the hell? Why don't you want to do that? Don't you want to be yeah. a part of the tribe? Well, you're gone next loser. Cause it just shows like mm-hmm. a lack of trust with that person. Yeah. So the fact that... Because, yeah, you are right. Jeremy's essentially gotten a free advantage. And if anyone ever decides to, you know, do that out, and even with that, when someone says, oh, I don't have a token, they'll be like, oh. Huh. Yeah, so you obviously must have an advantage in this game. Oh, I exactly. can't trust you. Let's get them out before they can play this. So yeah. I think that's sort of why... Maybe that's what the production was sort of wanting with adding those group things to sort of expo- like expose people within... Yeah not having tokens or anything. So I think that adds like a way of not being too overpowered of a way no. of, you know, no one can ever find out about this. But with the group advantages, there's more chance that they'll be found out and be sort of in a predicament.
1: Mm-hmm. So then... Yeah, I agree.
0: So yeah, so if this tactic is ever introduced, then people have to start considering, oh man, what if someone... Co- what if I buy this? I have no tokens left. What if someone, you know you know, finally brings up the discussion again of, hey guys, let's buy another group thing. I'm not going to have a token and I'm going to be found out. Do I want to risk that? Mm -hmm. So I I find that very interesting.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But the thing is, in this next episode, if Amber finds something on the edge, she's obviously just going to send it straight back to Rob. Rob's going to spend a token and, you know, assuming only he's only told poverty about his extra fire token, he's still going to have one left to share with the rest of the tribe. So I feel like it might get a bit not boring if everyone just keeps sending it to their allies, but I'm sure that when we get further on the game and it gets a bit more, I don't know, loose and cutthroat, I think we'll see some more interesting decisions. What do you think about the bequeathing? Oh, sorry. It feels gross saying that. Yeah. (laughs) Bequeathing. (laughs)
0: Her fire token to Denise. Um, I actually found that really interesting, yeah. Um, but then at the same time, it's so interesting because I was thinking, why would she give it to Denise? But then I yeah. thought, who does Danny who else is Danny gonna give it to if she yeah, got voted out? But then at the same time, she could have just done like a massive fu you to her tribe, and yeah. because <laughs> and I think. That- yeah, giving it to Sandra because they do have the option there of giving it to all the players, yeah, exactly. of just a player of the tribe. yeah. So it's just another
1: illustration of how good Denise's social game is, and I think fire yes. of the episode, apart from Danny Boatwright voting out Danny Boatwright, it has to go <laughs> to Denise because <laughs> I, you know, she I finds. Denise part is of,
0: up. Yeah,
1: she. Builds this alliance with Ben, solidifies trust with Adam. She gets a fire token from Danny.
0: You oh, know, yeah. isn't,
1: isn't a target.
0: We have to remember the Boston Rob bag situation. Oh, we'll get there. Well, oh, we there's a lot get to there. unpack there. But there's do, We have now hit 20 minutes, and I feel like we haven't even hit the surface yet. Obviously. We haven't even got to the freaking challenge yet. <laughs> wow. Um, Rob C, who's this? exactly um i think but just before we move on i want to know your thoughts because once again there's been a lot of complaints about this the viewer like the viewing time of the edge of extinction itself do you think it's too much do you think it's may, might be even be too little uh,
1: i oh uh, it's such a difficult one because i understand that you know CBS only has a limited amount of time they only have this slot and in my mind I just wish that Australian Survivor and American Survivor could just like have this cute little baby that has not even (laughs) extinction and just is able to showcase everyone Mm. and then part of is like oh they should just do like a web episode of just just the edge of extinction but like the 60 year olds like name Mary in Texas aren't going to (laughs) go to CBS All Access and watch, you know, Edge of Extinction clips to see how, you know, Natalie's doing on the edge and Amber and Rob and that. So I think think at this point they're doing okay. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I haven't seen enough yet to get a feel for the season because I feel like they're still explaining fire tokens. They're still explaining... The whole yeah. twist.
0: I feel like it would only come to a proper verdict once the season ends to see how it develops as it goes on. Yeah. But my one thing is, Natalie's the first boot, right? However, she's R- I've professionals so far this season because she's on the edge. Yeah. I think in the last episode, Natalie actually had the most confessionals out of every, everyone, yet yeah, she's yeah. not even playing the game properly. Yeah. So I feel like – I think – I mean, once again, it's a bit early to call. I think so far, The Edge is better than what The Edge of the Extinction season was, but I still think I, it needs a little bit of fine-tuning here and there, and hopefully yeah. they sort of figure that out as episodes progress. Yeah, for sure, and I think the only reason it
1: is, I'm not saying it's, it's quote-unquote working, I'm just saying the only reason it's better is because it's a returning season, you know, we know these characters, we know what they're all about, we don't we don't have to like yeah. learn and then deal with them sitting on a rock in the middle of the ocean being like, okay, who the fuck are you? <laughs> That's you know, true. We don't have to deal with that. We already know what they're about. And so I think that kind of helps us identify with them and kind of go through that journey because we don't have to spend the time to get to know them again.
0: That That is actually a very good point I hadn't thought of before. And what makes it interesting now is I think – that's why they've introduced fire tokens, in a sense, because are yeah. just... So, Edge of Extinction really does have the purpose, instead of seeing yeah. it's 20 minutes of people just moping around, complaining how they're mm-hmm. not in the game.
1: Yeah, because like I want to see Tony and poverty and all of that. I want to see them as much as I can.
0: But I don't want to see them depressed on an island. Yeah, you still like, want them to work important. for something. You want them yeah. to have this sort of hope, yeah. Yeah, but watching um, Natalie, like,
1: trudge up this mountain like a boss and finding these advantages, like, I'm down for that. I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah. And I think Natalie has such this massive... I know, you know, first boot and everything, but, man, does she have a massive advantage being the first one out? Oh, like, yeah.
1: She's, yeah, got a horde of fire tokens.
0: She's going to have this, like, horde of fire tokens. She's going to have, like, fucking ten pieces every night. Yeah. And... Once, Since she's been there, since she's the first one there, she knows when to stop looking, like with the water well, right? It's only going to appear there once. She knows never to look there again. Same with going on the top of the mountain. Whereas as each person comes in, they're going to be less experienced in finding the tokens. Whereas once someone comes in, they'll be looking all over, where, let's say, Natalie will only be having to look on, like, half the island. Yeah, that's a really
1: good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, and as well, I mean, like, you look at the cast and you see Natalie Anderson, and she's already, like, the quote-unquote favourite to win any physical challenge out there. Yeah. And give her all these advantages on the edge of extinction, which we know from her season that she can thrive on exile and she can tough it out. Mm. Like, I just don't see how there's anyone more equipped to... Come back, yeah. The Natalie at this point,
0: the way I see it, the later you're voted out, the less chance you have of coming back in at this point. But the way yeah. that these tokens are being introduced, oh, yeah, so I, agree. I wonder but, if this makes uh, Boston Rob think. I mean, I mean, of course, it's different because we're seeing it from the outside and we know how it works 100%. Whereas these players are still going to be trying to figure it out because they don't have all this information to go on. they're going in like. You know, with nothing, of no knowledge whatsoever. So, it makes it interesting, a person like Boston Rob, let's say he's the the fourth person voted out of Edge of Extinction, does he have a better chance of winning this game if he is the fourth person voted out, where he has all this time to find these advantages and fire tokens or whatever, than to oppose to being the pre-merge boot?
1: Yeah. That's an interesting point. But here's what I think. I think that as the season gets later on, as it progresses, I think the price for things will increase. So you can't yeah. just sell an item for 1 token. You know, they'll up it to three, so it'll be harder so to... feel like
0: inflation, really.
1: Yeah, yeah. And as well, like, you don't... If you're on the edge, you don't know who has fire tokens. You don't know what they've purchased. You know, you yeah. don't know. So it's still kind of like a blind... I guess, guess. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of hope they up it just to see what happens. Then you know the people coming to the edge later, they'll have more information in the game about who has fire tokens. Maybe they know who has uh, three yeah. to sell. Maybe
0: that's the way that our point of saying you know Natalie has the best chance of getting back in because she's the first one there. But yeah. I guess that's how you counter react that because with someone coming in later, you know Natalie's first one in. She doesn't know what the tribe's going to be like, you know, no. day 18. Whereas someone coming in from day 18, they'll, they'll still have the power of having the most knowledge and knowing yeah. where all these things are. So Natalie might find it easier to find these things, but since she's the first one gone, she might have a harder time of actually being able to sell these things.
1: Yeah. uh Yeah, I agree. So, so yeah, I, I guess... Kind of I guess
0: how it happens. Ooh. Yeah, so... Pretty much just in this podcast, we just figured out all the pros and cons and how the edge of extinction can work for everyone, just like that. We just create
1: a society, you I just- think.
0: I think, I think we just did. Wow. we just created survivor wow. society! Wow, wow, wait, look at I'm, I'm actually bro. pretty chuffed with that. I mean, wow, dude, we are so smart at this game. What can I Honestly. say? Um, <laughs> uh, we've now just reached 30 minutes and but i think we've had i think we've talked what we needed to say about the edge yeah i agree i think it's a lot of
1: like the background kind of
0: yeah so just like a normal episode of Survivor, we just spend 20 minutes on the edge just like winners of war does so yeah you know so now that we've (laughs) talked about the edge of extinction for 20 minutes we can just forget about it and just pretend it doesn't exist as we want all right yep Thanks, guys. Danny Bowra will come back and win. Have a great night. Chat That's dinner. actually yeah. That's okay. Just so we can get the edge out forever, I think yeah. I just want to mention Danny's boot right now because the way that edi- like the way that was edited, it just didn't feel like Danny's story came to a conclusion. Did you sort of feel that watching the episode?
1: Ah uh, oh.
0: It sort of just felt okay. flat. See, I was watching the episode
1: and I was just absolutely shitting Bruce because I'm like, oh, my God, all arrows point to poverty, get in the boot here, and I might cry. So yeah. uh, rewatching Your focus was on something else. Exactly, yeah. So re-watching I kind of felt like I was watching it like a normal human being. But <laughs> I don't think that – no, I, I think she got – oh, good question – because she did say at the end, like, her last thing was, like, you betcha you I still have life in this game. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, I think we did see it from Danny's point of view and that she just kind of... Went skipped. She she blew up her own game, but we just heard it from other people. Because, yeah. you know, she doesn't know she's blowing up a game. She can't say in confessions, you know, like, oh, look, I've screwed this up, this up, I've done this. Like, she probably, well, she shouldn't be aware of that. Mm. So I feel like the story of this boot kind of had to be told through other people. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. But here's the one point I want to bring up. Because, you know, now there's going to be this conspiracy of Chris Underwood was the third boot and he won the season. Oh, my God, Daddy's winning this season. But I think with Chris's boot and Danny's boot, Funnily enough, there's actually a lot of similarities of the way they. Oh go God! And go and I mean,
1: I look, I'm I'm here for this. I'm here yeah. for a Danny I think... win. But I it's mean, just, so like, am a... <laughs> I.
0: But it was interesting because, as I feel like they had the similarities of paranoia of Chris and the way that everyone was talking about them, but you didn't really get them talking about themselves. So with like, I remember with the Edge of Extinction, you had um, David, and he was like alright, because it was, I think then it was like, let's get rid of Kelly, let's blindside Kelly. You had yeah, David, like, I really want to blindside Kelly, but I know it's not going to work this time, however, Chris is very adamant on the plan, and then you had someone, and then you had Water. like, bro, Chris has got to calm the fuck down. He keeps on mentioning Kelly. I'm best friends with Kelly. No way I'm going to be voting for Kelly. So I'm going to be voting out Chris Underwood. So... And that was with- a
1: B-plus Wardle impression.
0: Well, B-plus, you reckon? B-plus, B yeah.
1: I'll Our I'll actually like take bad.
0: that. I'll take that. Um, w- with Danny as well, you had like um Parby like dude, Danny's got to calm down. Like what the fuck, okay, Boston yeah. Rob's like, dude. She tried getting rid of me first. Now she wants to get rid of my favorite BFF, poverty. No way in hell. Mm-hmm. So, okay. whereas with so whereas with Chris, you didn't really get much from Chris when he vo- got voted out, if I remember. Where with Danny, I I sort of got the same vibe of. I got some stuff with Danny, but I didn't get enough. Yeah. As to, from her perspective of what yeah. she was really. Does that make sense? Or does that just sound a load of bullshit to you?
1: No, no, it does kind of make sense. But. Uh, it's hard because we also got that from Natalie. Like we didn't yeah. see. Uh,
0: uh.
1: Yeah, it's it's really but tricky. and I feel, I feel like, like just...
0: Amber came to an end. Like, I think with Amber's yeah, game, yeah everything yeah, was all... She got her end because, you know, she was looking for idols. She was like, oh, I'm so confused about this game. She got a lot of... I feel like she got a lot more information and more context of herself as opposed to Natalie and Danny did.
1: Yeah, I think her journey ended saying that, okay, I'm here to help Rob now. I'm going to do what I can to help him. Mm. And I'm fine with that. And that's what I'm here for. That's that's my purpose in the game. So,
0: that, so I hope that does make sense.
1: I'm trying with Natalie Jeremy. Wow, have you sold me on a Danny
0: Boatwright comeback? Have I sold you on a Danny right, Rope? Wow. Bro, what's the last name again? Boatwright? Yeah. Wrote, boatwright? Right? Yeah. You're a bit boatwright. of a tongue twister for me. Danny Boatwright. Have I just yeah. convinced you that Danny Boatwright could potentially come back? Based wow. on the only meaning of a Chris Underwood conspiracy that I created.
1: Yes. Have
0: wow. I? Just a reminder, we are two episodes in. <laughs> we are just, I mean, we are two episodes in. So it'll be interesting how, you know, the next boot's going to happen, the one mm-hmm. we're after, and we feel satisfied with the ending.
1: Yeah. So if we see Danny sitting on a rock in the middle of an ocean, reading a letter, being like, oh, I didn't play the
0: perfect game.
1: We know <laughs> that it's happening.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So now that we've got Danny's boot out of the way, <laughs> or, 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 of affiliation with the Edge of Extinction, yes. I think we That's can just move on to of... Daddy Boatwright's elimination herself without that stinky edge, you know, Yeah. You know, wafting the smell yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Danny really played herself. Um, she played like a Brian <laughs> Curridan. Like, what was his name? Was it Byron? Byron? Brian Carter? Pretty much that guy that just went apeshit crazy in Guatemala was super paranoid. I forget I this thing now. Guatemala. You haven't seen Guatemala? No, okay. it's not the season I have to watch. Okay, you have to watch Guatemala. Yeah. I was, as you guys, some of you may know, to like the 20 people that listen to this, I consider <laughs> Guatemala my top three favourite seasons. Yeah. Uh, funnily enough, top three favorite seasons, Danny's the third boot in Guatemala. What a, I mean, not Guatemala, Winners of War. What a coincidence, right? Honestly, but pretty much a- if you don't know, and for people that don't haven't seen Guatemala, Danny's game was, let's say unique in the terms of she never told anyone what she was thinking. She was never got paranoid. She was always on the bottom, but yet it never freaked her out. Um, Instead of and then with the thing as well, she never told production of what she was doing. So production yeah. couldn't, you know, go she to someone. Arsenic, yeah, she beat the Raider. Elizabeth. So like someone with like, let's say they go to Stephanie in Guatemala. They're like, oh, how do you think, what, what sort of game do you think Danny's playing? So then, so instead of revealing her game to production, they can't ask that. So therefore the contestants never think that. So pretty much, mm. she played this incredibly under the radar game of always yeah. knowing what was happening and always staying cool, calm, and collected. And that sort of game is the game that can win you winners at war. Except she just threw that all out in the window. All of her pre-game interviews were like, "Yes, I'm playing the exact same as Guatemala," and yet here she comes with this massive like freakout of just like paranoia and like revealing the whole entire old school alliance in front of bed yeah. who was a new school person yeah
1: yeah i think obviously danny played you know 15 years ago um i think it's one thing being on the bottom and, and learning how to deal with that but i feel like one thing danny had on her side was time you know in the old school days you know it wasn't necessarily like you flip every episode it's kind of like a slow pogonging and what yes. she did slowly worked her way up that ladder but she had several you know votes you know a couple of weeks to do it in mm. um, and it was just kind of like a slow burn whereas here you know in in the new school type of game you have to be able to get off that bottom in an instant and you have to be able yeah. to change things quick smart and I think she, that's the part she wasn't expecting um, and yeah, it's hard because she's saying that you know uh, all these you know Rob Ethan poverty sitting by themselves blah blah blah. It's like we'll go up, do do what Kim did, intrude yourself.
0: Yeah, I mean it's she's uh, it's pretty it's much a, she's like playing like this card. Jimmy, <laughs> go talk to people, dude. It's Survivor. Like you just can't expect everyone to come yeah. up with you. Like if you see that Ethan Rob pa- Ethan. Poverty and Rob are talking with each other. Just go up. Remember, you're yeah. meant to be in this alliance with them. Don't be scared to talk to them. You're in an alliance with them. But exactly.
1: But on the other hand, it is probably poor form by Rob, Ethan, and Parv to not include her a bit more. Um, <sighs> I know that you know Poverty is good as a social player. She is, and you know when she wants to rule someone in and charm someone, she'll she'll do it. I've heard very from, easily
0: bully people.
1: Yeah, no, I I've, I've heard from interviews um people like Eric writing back from Melanesia, they didn't have that good of a relationship and he's saying that if poverty isn't on your side, she can be quite, you know, icy and and socially isolating to you and a <laughs> bit of a mean girl. So I feel like once, you know, Pav knew that Danny was in trouble or you know someone that couldn't be trusted. I feel like she just didn't take the time she and just effort. Instantly to... gave up. Yeah, which seems like an oversight given fire tokens, all that kind of stuff. Edge of Extinction, people coming back.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it's it's interesting. It's really interesting. Alright. So we've explained Danny's boot. I think that's the best we could. Uh, Let's just say, Jeff... I'm I'm just saying now, Jeff had Danny as his winner's pick. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. I feel like
1: a lot of people... I would have picked her first in the draft if I had the opportunity, but I didn't. And I think that Danny was just set up so perfectly. Like, you couldn't have picked a better person to come in as in winners at war. You know, she's still very physically capable. She's very social... She's very smart, and she doesn't have this threat level. And I think that if she was just able to stick with it, kind of lay lows, you know, stay in in the messy middle, as Kim likes to call it, and just not ruffle feathers and go with the majority, I feel like she was good for the long game.
0: Yeah. Like, for me, I'm just so – I was – (laughs) dude, I had had a tear, like, run down my eye. As, oh, as soon as Danny's name, oh, okay. I love, do I love her so much. I just love Guatemala. Yeah. She's the first ever Guatemala returnee to come back. <laughs> yeah, so for is. me, the standards were high, and for her to just be, yeah. just do that, I was, I was genuinely devastated. Mm. But as I said before, you had, I mean, you had like poverty. Danny, uh, not Danny. Poverty and Rob talk about, ah, oh, you know. Danny sort of isolated herself, but you didn't really get it from Danny of, like, ah, these three people aren't really talking to me. Oh, no, what am I going to do? It sort of just went from... You didn't get the... Like, you saw her, like, saying it to other people, but you didn't get the confessional from her herself saying it. Does that make sense? Or does that sound like a load of bullshit that I'm just coming up with on the spot? No, I agree. I I think... Yeah, we didn't see
1: as much from her perspective. We didn't see what she was what her thought process were was when she was trying to get out of that spot. You know, we never saw her say why she was going after after poverty or what her game plan was. Um why did she target poverty, do you think? Um like why would she go to Rob whose poverty's, you know, ride or die at this point?
0: Yeah. That was very interesting to me. Maybe she just thought Rob has the mindset of "as long as it's not me" sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, which is which is fair. And maybe that maybe that's what she thought from Rob, but yeah. well, but then she sort of knew as well that Ethan, Rob, and Parvati were incredibly tight, and she felt yeah. like outcasted from that. So it's interesting why she still went up to Rob regardless about it.
1: I have a theory. It's a bit harebrained. Oh. Okay, go ahead. Uh, well,
0: I, I am buckled my seatbelt.
1: Oh, yeah. I think that the whole old school, new school alliance split, I don't think that really existed ever. I think that was just a really simple way to push a narrative by, by Survivor the show. And I think mm. that while, yes the four might have met up at one point and been like, oh, you know, like, let's do this old-school alliance. I don't think that was the alliance that, you know, Rob Rob and Parv were really, like, going all in. Because the Danny vote was unanimous. It was 8-1. It was
0: probably like that for a reason.
1: Yeah, why would Rob and Parv, and Ethan to an extent, why would they... Flip their vote to someone on their so-called alliance, just
0: mm. to
1: appease the like that doesn't that's not a long-term option for them. And that's not
0: something that Boston and poverty have known for doing no. For like they're us. just, they're just give play, up like that.
1: They're so aware and they're too good to do that. So I think they have ends somewhere else in the tribe, and I think that we just haven't been shown it.
0: Does so, that go back in our theory of Denise and poverty? Yeah, Adam and Boston and Rob being the real alliance? Yeah. And is that well, why I was do you think Adam, Denise said poverty originally? Because that yeah. is the real alliance? Yeah, exactly.
1: And I was thinking about this, and I've just kind of realised that everyone's in an alliance with everyone. <laughs> which True. Is, True. Which yeah,
0: I mean, you are right. Everyone's in an alliance with everyone, but like...
1: <laughs> yeah. Because the show <laughs> showed us. Um, They showed us Ben, Adam, Ethan, and Jeremy standing around. And Ben was – it was just after Danny spilled the beans about the Old School Alliance to Ben, um, and Ben was saying to those three that, you know, what are we going to do? We need Rob. We need poverty. And he said we need. So I'm wondering if that them has something or if they're just saying we need them as, you know, shield shields shield or yeah. potential for a swap. But I think that, yeah, there's definitely more to this vote that was going on, you know, if it's unanimous, just heading towards a swap to be as united as possible, maybe. But I don't think that Rob and Pav are going to just lie down and go down in a unanimous yeah. vote just to appease the majority. Like, that's just not, yeah. not working for their strategy at the moment.
0: So with my theory before of Danny not getting enough context of being a potential edge returning do you think it was just not a lot of daddy content because they wanted to maintain that narrative of like the old school new school sort of thing and sort of keep hidden like like a potential other storylines down the track well if it was australian survivor i'd say hell yes But <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, the, shade. I, the shade. yeah
1: i still think uh i don't know if that's the only reason but that's certainly a contributing factor um look i'm no like editor i don't know what they have on the cutting room floor but i just yeah. think that that could be part of it just i don't know just knowing this play is like a unanimous vote that's so strange in this makeup of the tribe considering there was apparently two you know strong opposing factions it just doesn't make sense
0: especially in i don't really uh, remember like a You don't really get unanimous votes happen that often in the US Survivor anymore. No. Like very rarely anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's always something. Like the last proper unanimous one I sort of thought of was like, you know, Ben when he did his first OG Ben bomb on um Lauren. That's sort of the one I can remember the most. Yeah. So that's it's very interesting. Yeah. And yeah. Um I think that does yes.
1: Oh, no, go on, go on, what were you no, going to say?
0: No, no, I wasn't going to say anything of value. Go ahead. Ah. Uh,
1: um, well, I think it's time to dump our bags and oh, see if we have yes. an idol. Um, I don't. Do you? Thoughts? Uh, no, I don't. I, I don't know why we need to do this. I don't know. This is silly. We're on Survivor. Why? You know, who cares who has an idol? Why oh, does it matter?
0: Yeah. You are right, Adam. You are. You're all right, Adam. Yeah. But fuck me, man. What a mob boss move! Boston Rob did doing that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's... could he get any more Godfathers? Like, he's playing ring toss. People are coming to him. He's just standing there barking out orders and then ordering everyone to dump out their bags.
0: It's intense. I'm like, I felt. I wasn't even at trouble myself. I sort of yeah, felt scared. I, of I was getting Rob. Back, like, I was like, okay, Rob, like let's see. I was thinking like, oh shit, should I get my uni bag and just toss it out? Right. So like his backpack, his <laughs> But it's so. How did they just let that happen? Is the main thing.
1: How? Well, I mean, Rob
0: should this... not have that power.
1: Yeah, I think it was not. Like, it wasn't to see if anyone had an idol, because it didn't work clearly. Like, Rob's not going to be able to see on the other side of the room who's hiding a little package. But I think it was just more to gauge a reaction, see who was willing to go along with it. Because, I mean, that unanimous vote was decided before Tribal. And, yeah. you know, they knew that no one was really in danger apart from Danny. So I think it was so more guess, just one of his Jedi mind troops.
0: I mean, here's the thing. If, it, if they knew coming into it it was a unanimous decision, you're not really going to be getting much information from a unanimous vote. So I guess in that yeah. way, it's Rob's way of finding out something without, you know, I guess, you know, doing this little trying to make like a little split vote sort of thing happen. Yeah. Um, so I guess it was just his way of fishing out more information and I think he did get what he needed from it. Yeah. Of not oh, yeah. being able to trust Adam, I think, from that.
1: Yeah, I think Adam definitely kind of shot himself in the foot a bit there. Denise played it so well, though. She was like, yes, Rob, let's do it. Here you go. Here's my empty
0: bag. Nothing in here to see. Yeah. As we all know, Adam did just go like, hey, da, da, da. but do you think Adam did that on purpose? So Denise would, like, so he would be the, you know, the, the focus, whereas yeah, Denise is yeah. just able to, you know, quickly hide it, you know, just to get that attention off Denise. Yeah. Because from what I heard, Adam I didn't mean, bring them- half, I half Sorry. Adam didn't bring his half idol to tribal, so I guess he. And he I, I guess he knew Denise did. So of course, yeah. you know, if he just went oh, blah, 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 and then and you know, dropped his bag with something in it. Yeah. Ah, that's it's a very. Good point. So since even Adam know. knew he didn't have anything and Denise did, then that's probably why he's done it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So I just need to get this. Uh, does Denise have both of the half of the idols or does Adam keep his half permanently? Cause she said that. That's the, interesting. Said, yes. Cause I'm like, I didn't even register that Adam had to have his half with him. Cause I just assumed that Denise had the whole idol and heard, you know, the only caveat was that she had to offer it to someone before sundown.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. Cause, Cause that's like, what I was to
1: Yeah. Half, Adam wasn't. Taking his half.
0: Yeah, because that's what I'm assuming is that. The, I'm just assuming that Adam, you know, because I don't know myself, so I just my yeah. assumption was, Adam just didn't bring his half to tribal. But then what I found interesting about the note is, you know, you have to give this pl- give the half bottle to someone before sundown. I mean, what happens after sundown? Do they have to keep it, or does Denise just go, Adam, give it to me back? You know, it's no longer sundown. I can have it back now. I've got a yep. full idol again. Or does Adam have to keep that forever? And then at tribal, Denise is like, "I have a half idol." <coughs> Adam, now's <coughs> <That's> a chance. <coughs> and just Adam hops up and like gives her the half idol. Or yeah, does Denise just get the whole idol back after like you know? It's sort of like, "Here's my half. Here's my half idol. Now give yeah. it back right now. You better give yeah. it back." And then just has a full idol again. Do you think... If Denise didn't
1: give Adam the half of the idol, do you think the idol would have matured into a medallion of power? Hmm. (laughs) Or a Tyler Perry Hmm. idol?
0: (laughs) Who knows what could happen after sundown, honestly. I mean, they didn't say... You know what's interesting about that, though? They didn't name the consequence if she didn't give it to someone by Sunday. Right. Would
1: it just get, like, confiscated, taken away,
0: or would validated? It just, Yeah, that's interesting. Or would it or, just be nothing?
1: Yeah, just a fake. Would the value in having a fake idol that only you know about outweigh having half of an idol you have to share with someone else?
0: Oh, Sean sure. coming okay, up with deep, hypothetical. Right, that's, that's, right. Cool. Yeah. that's, oh, you can, well, just that alone, we could go into, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> each yeah. Of, like, tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> Man, that's always a thing for tomorrow. Yeah. La <laughs> Um, notice how we just spent 50 minutes pretty much focusing on the blue tribe and not the red tribe? Oh, yeah, well, how about on the red tribe? Oh, breadfruit, ladders. Breadfruit, ladders. Yes. Are any potential winners edit? question mark. How question
1: mark? Like um, I see it, but I'm also like.
0: Here's the I, thing: I, I, my
1: brain doesn't,
0: compute. It, if it doesn't minute, compute. If we get a ten-minute, if we get a ten-minute ha ha Tony skit for the whole entire season, does that yeah. start? I uh, think you get a winners' edit. I mean, yeah. we get ha ha funny Tony's gonna kill himself by jumping off a ladder moment, and then next week in the preview we see ha 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 Tony's about to get killed by a shark. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine if the preview for episode four is, haha, Tony's trying to, like, I don't know, eat a sea urchin with the, that's still fully intact. He's eating, like, the bloody, what's it called? The sharpie bits of a sea urchin.
1: Right? Yeah. Oh,
0: God. Yeah. It's hard
1: to tell whether it's just a Tony edit or a winner's edit. Because obviously, if Tony's going to be there, Tony's going to get airtime. Like, he's an oh, incredible yeah. character. So I think. It is early to say. I think probably the best edits up there would be uh,
0: maybe Tony, Sophie, Yule. Uh, I'll throw mine out to – I'll throw Tyson's name in there.
1: Yeah, Tyson, I think.
0: Just all on the red tribe, interestingly. Yes, so that is true. Happen. But then maybe we can't maybe, – Maybe Denise, actually. Denise is – Denise. I think Adam's sort of getting something nice.
1: Um, oh no! I think he had a no. uh, complete like caveat that takes him out of the running. Because when before tribal, he was saying, you know, Parvati's a huge risk; she's a huge player. But you know, for my game, you know, you need to take risks, and I know that I can't win this game if I don't take these risks. And then it and ends he didn't up being take the risk. The Danny. So the editors... Mm. Kind
0: of, not Their that I no, nah, that edit. is some fair play <laughs> stuff, Shawnee boy, I must admit. Um
1: oh, yeah. it's something something.
0: It's fascinating how I've already brought up the thought of Winner's Edit when we've literally I seen know, it, like, episodes. Well, I feel
1: like once you know about the edit, once you know the signs you're looking for, your brain you just can't yeah, can't you can't help but focus on it. Yeah, because,
0: it's it's really
1: disconcerting as a fan.
0: <laughs> um, because when did I find out like you know all that edgy shit. I yeah. think once I found out what edgy like that edgy shit was, I started looking. Yeah. The, the way I was looking at the game just transformed completely into like this. Dang. like this three hundred and sixty. Yeah, like products. Yeah, like you were just giving it date like episode by episode, but knowing knowing that this edgy shit appears, like I don't look at that shit, but I'm aware of what it is. So now I'm just yeah. focusing on like, ooh, ah, oh, when is it? When is it? Yeah. Ooh, is that like, it's the, like the infamous OPT for a winner? <laughs> yeah, like, ooh. yeah. Is that the the famous, like, you know, seventh place boot? Oh, oh, oh my yeah. God, is that person going go to go out me by me fire?
1: Yeah. Her, yeah.
0: <laughs> so I sort of wish I never knew what edgy was. Let's go me? back to the time before 38, hey? When the grass is greener... When the grass is... You know. When did you... This is totally irrelevant, but when did you find out about, like, this edgy shit? Well, I only
1: started being a fan, at, like, midway through Dave vs. Goliath. So I'm still, like, very new... Oh, you're a little noob! Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, I
0: look a bit of a noob. Don't tell anyone. But, but you know what? You started at the one of the best seasons ever, so... Yeah, but then the...
1: Oh, yeah, but then I went
0: to 38, 39,
1: and I was just kind of like, well... What the is fuck this is this? It?
0: Yeah, is is, is this, this the product fun? I'm getting? That is true.
1: Yeah, fun. but I think the first like edit focus thing I noticed was probably, I mean, definitely after Chris won I was like, um, okay, hold up, let me rewind the tapes here and see mm. how this even works, and then just seeing those little things, and then obviously the Tommy win edit, you know, that's uh. kind of.
0: To... People didn't even know, didn't even need to be aware of what Edgic was to know how yeah. obvious Tommy's win was going to be. Yeah. but For was me, the most um, obvious thing, yeah. when I started looking into it, yes, was Peter's win. Oh, fuck me. It was so yeah. obvious. That's it when worked. sort of Edgic came to fall alight to me, was that Shine season. Literally the first episode. Am I ever going to yeah. be the first boot? Oh, I'm winning this whole thing, baby. When she's <laughs> not the first boot... <laughs> That's when you think, oh, okay, I yeah. guess she wins the season. So yeah. then once, you, once I got that little clip, anything Pia did, I was like, why are, we, why are we going to Pia about this? She has nothing to do with it. But then yeah. you're like, oh, that's right. She said she's winning the game, so she has to win the game, right? So, of course, yeah. we're going to be hearing about Pia of why, you know, why is the sky blue? We're going to Pia about it. Oh, no wonder. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. So it is. it is interesting. And now definitely... Obviously, I any season I watch now from scratch, like I already know the winner, so I'm already looking out for that, and mm. I think it's almost like fine tuned it even when it's really freaking frustrating, Ethan. <laughs> I just yeah. want to be a casual again. I just I like to be,
0: surprised. I, you know I, what? I kind of like being a casual more than like a super fed, to be honest. Right? right?
1: It's like you can complain. You can. I never complain. You. You I love. You can have I love jokes.
0: And- yeah, yeah, I love Joe. I thought he was yeah. the best thing.
1: Why is not Aussie on this season?
0: Um, Where's
1: yes? <laughs> where where is Aussie? Where's Serene? Why, why is why is poverty voting at Denise? You know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I mean, like, where yeah. even were we? Too- oh God, we I don't know. That's a tangent, but I kind of liked it. Yeah, it's look at how shit Edgic is, yeah, and how it's just be fucking banned for life in Survival World.
1: We went to a dark place, but we dragged ourselves out of it.
0: Um. Well. Oh yeah. I'm sorry for mentioning Tony potential winners. Edit. I'm sorry. Shouldn't have brought it up because that's where the depressing wormhole went. But just how look. good is Tony though? I fucking love Tony. Yeah, oh, no, he's great.
1: Do you think? Yeah, because that's right. We're talking about Dakar because we didn't really no, ever. Yeah, because we never talked about. Because they
0: really weren't there this episode,
1: besides the yeah, fruit. Yeah, yeah. Episode. Um, yeah, cops are us. How long do we think that's gonna last?
0: You know what? I think they'll last until Sarah or Tony is eliminated. And let me tell you what.
1: Gee, that's a, a hot. Pretty
0: I think it'll be pretty soon that Sarah's gone. Yeah,
1: um, I, I will say I've been very impressed by Sarah. I think she's doing so well. Like, no one's mentioned her name because in pre season, everyone was right oh, her being like, uh-huh. Who dare she got to go? Mm-hmm. But we haven't heard
0: anything. I think, like, anything from I think like 11 people, their pre vote was on Sarah 11 yeah. or 8, which is fair enough? enough
1: because she's insane at this game. But yeah. no one's brought her name up in the game that we've seen, of course. Yeah. And, you know, we haven't seen her being worried. We haven't seen, you know, we've only seen good things from her so far.
0: Um. Yeah. For me, I think the the game... They're calling it the game-changers, true, of Sandra, Sarah, yeah. and Tony. if they targeted... Like, if you targeted, you know, the Poker Alliance first, I think that game changes Alliance is soon after for you. Yeah. Like, yeah, I
1: agree. I, I do agree. I think those three are just... You know, they're big enough targets by themselves, but in the three, I think just it's insane.
0: Together is pretty,
1: yeah. Um, Kim on the bottom. Are you as depressed about it as I am? It's something I never saw coming,
0: isn't it? Yeah, I'm I'm not used it, just doesn't feel right at all.
1: Yeah, Uh, but still doing such a good job. I think, I think, I mean, we haven't seen a lot, but from what we've seen, I think she's doing the right things.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. You know what? I gotta say though, uh oh. As much as I love, like I love Kim.
1: Oh, yeah, back the like, there,
0: right? Like you haven't seen Guatemala. I actually haven't seen One World. So <laughs> I know. Wow. Right. Oh my god. Okay. So when Kim was up on the line against Amber, I was like, mm, I mean, Kim goes. I mean, Kim goes, right? Guilty. No. I'm guilty of that. <sighs> But wow. at the same time, I'm like, dude, I haven't seen Amber, and like, you know, she hasn't played since All Stars. You know, I kind of want to see, I want to see her, and you know, just get out of Boston Rob's shadow a little bit if she can. I was yeah. really hoping that would happen, but you know, it hasn't. Yeah, it didn't. But yeah, I was I was quite
1: sad when Amber left because I really wanted to see her shine by herself because I think yeah. she can do really well by herself.
0: Mm. But, Yeah. You know what it is, it is, I guess if Boston Rob really cared. He wouldn't have been on Winners at War. He would have let Amber roam free, right? Uh, spread her wings. He would have by. let Fabio come and play. Yeah, a whole favour. Would have done us a favour, but we would have seen. Honestly, can I just say once again, <laughs> so off-topic? Imagine Fabio on this season. Yeah, I'm like oh, oh yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be
1: opposed to it. I'm, I was hoping for it. Not gonna lie,
0: I just I mean, feel like. Fabio fuck, instead of like, yeah. fuck Richard Hatch, action. fuck Todd, give us Fabio, okay? Even screw screw L! give us yeah. Fabio and Winners at War. Right? Uh, but look, I think, have we discussed most things on that episode? Yeah, um, I, think, episode. I think we've covered all. We, you know what? I, I bet you as soon as we end this, we'll be like, fuck, we forgot to mention this. How did we forget that? Yeah. Oh! Okay, here's one thing: the blue tribe at the challenge, dude. Boston Rob's reaction of Amber getting voted out. Oh boy, oh I wet my pants. Yes. <laughs> dude, I, I shit myself, and I really think that's why they went to tribe because Boston Rob was just that fucking horrified of the thought his mm. wife is gone, and like he, he just, it just in that puzzle, he just didn't feel right. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, arranging it by colours, boy, it's all fucking blue. Like, <laughs> like right. come on. Like, yeah. I mean, to- I think
1: his mind definitely wouldn't have been at, like, full focus mode. You mm. know, uh, seeing his wife just getting voted out, he's probably thinking about her just, like, dying on edge of extinction. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard to perform in a puzzle like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: yeah. But, I mean, also, if he knows that Amber's gone out, he's probably like, oh, Tyson and Amber are quite close. What if Tyson's in trouble? I'm in a good spot over here. Could I perhaps throw the challenge to save him? Oh. I know that's very naughty of me to suggest. That
0: that is so audacious of of a theory. It does kind of make sense, though. Um, Maybe it was like, I need to be with Amber. Yeah. I need to throw the challenge. Um, Amber, um, Amber, <laughs> um, um, I'm coming to Urge of extinction. That just sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, let's let's never do that again. I'm never. So, maybe maybe I'll stick with the war dog impression, but not Boston Rob. Yeah, um, I agree. I think that, it's, thing, no, He he wouldn't have thrown his challenge. Surely
1: not. It's, have, it's the third episode, like third boot. He's not gonna. One
0: thing that I just want to mention is potential. I think it's been alluding to it. If a tribe swap happens, I do think Sandra and Boston Rob are ending on the same tribe.
1: Oh, I think oh they will sure. cross okay. paths
0: eventually in this game.
1: Is Sandra lying about Boston Rob not telling her about what's going on? That's interesting.
0: Because like even like interviews and stuff, she does generally seem sort of devastated yeah. in a sense. Yeah. I think for me personally, I think it's real. Even though I think it's real, I still think Sandra's being petty. I'll throw it out there. Just saying. Oh, like, oh, yeah. Grow the tweet. fuck she's up. The and like, uh, she's the queen petty.
1: She's the queen petty.
0: I mean, it just resembles Sandra perfectly. Yeah. But, but they've it's... definitely been alluding to this Boston Rob versus yeah. Sandra blowout sort of thing. I can't wait. And I hope it does happen. Like, I yeah. hope it does.
1: Here's the thing, though. Even – so we know Sandra – it thoroughly enjoys like having a gag on on the viewers and you know having a joke with the fans. So it, I wouldn't put it past her to lie until the season's over and be like, "Ha ha, psych bitches, I got you." But yeah. even if she wasn't lying, by saying to all of her tribe mates, you know, "Oh my god, Boss and Rob didn't tell me." Sorry, I don't know what the fuck that was.
0: Oh, but that was like a that was like a mean girl sort of sort of voice. Yeah.
1: there. yeah, I went to a dark
0: place. Um,
1: Get <laughs> my poverty impression. <laughs> no, oh, of course. But by oh, saying the shade calling uh, poverty mean girl, are you I sure? You. I love you, poverty. Um, but by saying to everyone, you know, Rob didn't tell me, you know, like, oh my God, like we have to get him. How dare he? I'm coming for his throat. Like that photo of his wife, that puts the target off her back. You know, everyone's they've it seen sucks. the statues of them together. They've known that um, they've just spent 36 days on a, a line. Yeah,
0: it is a good strategy because just like that, it instantly um separates them instead of being yeah, like yeah. a potential, like, because you could have, because if Sandra didn't do that, they'll be like, dude, Sandra, you know, he's got his, you know, they just spent like 35 days together. Obviously, she's going to yeah. be in the alliance with Amber. Then she's got Boston on the other side. And then with Boston exactly. Rob, you know, they have Boston, if she's with Boston Rob, that means she's with Tyson, he's with Tony. Mm-hmm. Um, she's with Sarah. She's with Amber. She's with Kim. So look at this big alliance. So yeah. I think if she didn't say anything, I would, I would honestly see the projection of the season being quite different.
1: Yeah, I think she.
0: I, I think she would have been gone by now if she didn't, you know, make a big spat about it.
1: For sure, she knew that she needed to like nip it in the bud, get it out of the way, make it known, so she could play her own game without being unduly influenced by the pressure of yeah. Robin and other tribe and everyone being. Panicked about that, so I think she's done a really good job, and really astute of her to recognize that and rectify it.
0: Yes, and one last thing. I know I've said one last thing probably about ten times, but whilst I'm awesome. the host of this show until <laughs> Byron comes back, I will never forget to mention my boy Ethan's on. Oh, I love him. Oh, oh me. Uh, He's maybe. the only one not scared of busted Rob. He was like, dude, you fucking. You did fucking shit at that challenge, dude. You sucked today. Yeah, (laughs) you sucked today. Look at yourself. You sucked. Yeah. He's so good. I I love him even more because, you know, just saying. Ethan's replied to one of my Facebook comments before. So we're basically best friends. So I've got to support him, you know? So um, easy. I love you, man. And have you, do you watch The Secret Scenes by any chance? Poverty Teaching
1: Ethan to Lie.
0: Oh my God. Love Uh, it.
1: Plug it into my veins, honestly.
0: That was the best thing. And then all these secret scenes about Ethan, and I'm loving it, to be honest. Right? Yeah, him regurgitating rice. Yeah, him regurgitating rice. Boston Rob exposing a new strategy of Ethan regurgitating an idol at Tribal Council. Right.
1: I I need to see that.
0: (laughs) And, like, we've seen Vince hide an idol in a water bottle. Imagine Uh just, you know, regurgitating an idol at Tribal. Honestly. Okay, I was... I had this thought the other day. Oh. Just, I, I don't know what I was doing. I was like walking
1: home from work or something, and I just thought about, like, huh, why has no one eaten an idol clue before? Like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, for example, <laughs> if Kim found an idol clue, and she's like, oh, mother, oh, people are coming. Just eat it. Be like, yeah, this nice piece of coconut. No one's going to know. No one's going to be like, uh, excuse me, ma'am, can you please open your mouth? I think we have an <laughs> idol in there. Like, wow. it's paper, it dissolves, no trace.
0: Wow. You so if I ever there. get on the show... You're going to be known it. as the paper reader. You absolutely are. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's Disgusting. next level stuff, Sean. Yeah. Are you Honestly, sure that you're not in running for Shine to Survivor Season 6? Right? Cannot confirm nor deny. Oh! Oh!
1: Definitely not.
0: (laughs) Oh. Or is that what you want us to think?
1: Hey. So,
0: when we see you on the show, you'll be like, oh, fuck it, Sean.
1: Oh, God. And then we'll
0: put you as first boot for shits and geeks, because we obviously hate you, right? So Yeah, that's fine. That's right. right. I accept that. So, now that we've mentioned... Now that I've at least mentioned Ethan once, I think now is the time to... I think we are, we are now officially done, yes. I think we have discussed sure, everything. Yeah, surely. I mean, there's have nothing we, left to talk about. I mean, we, this has hit an hour and ten. Surely we've discussed everything. <laughs> sure. Surely. I, mean, I hope we have.
1: Um, I mean, we've mentioned everyone, right? Oh, I, we haven't mentioned Michelle.
0: Oh, yeah, exactly. That's like the show. I think that now. resembles her perfectly. We forgot about Michelle because we don't see anything yeah. from Michelle. Uh huh. It's very did sad. You see, did you see her um her Twitter post? Yeah, a bit salty. <laughs> that is a bit salty. And I was um, like, yeah, um, Fuck I it up, it. Michelle. No, no offense. I think
1: her and Jeremy are pretty subtly on the bottom, so yeah, I can understand why they're not getting that much content. But I mean, at least something. Give us some, Michelle.
0: I mean, we we saw her yeah. eyes at Tribal. That's, yeah, something that's that, enough, that's, isn't it? We, yeah, that's, we can rec- that's all I need to see. For yeah. But well, you can just tell from the edit, Jeff's still salty about a Michelle win, not an Aubrey one. Oh, it's so sad. It's just,
1: it's
0: like, bro, let it go. Let it go, Jeff. Okay. <laughs> now, is yes. there anyone that we've forgotten? Uh, did we mention Nicole? Nick? Oh, Wendell, we didn't see much. We didn't. they weren't in the episode, I don't think Nick, right. they didn't really get anything, you just got, yeah. like, Nick and Sandra name, yeah, Cassandra didn't actually get anything, she didn't get a confessional either, no, good yeah, point, yeah, we spent, like, 15 minutes talking about Sandra, because the queen stays clean, obviously, adios, um, yes, yeah. so, I think we have mentioned everything, if not, yeah. then my apologies, um, this, since this is now the end, Would you like? is there anything that you would like to shout out, shorty boy? Uh, follow me on Twitter, Shawnee
1: underscore sheep. I post hot takes on artichokes. I did that last week. Oh. So if you want to see my raging opinion on that vegetable, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Yeah. Otherwise, I posted a memoriam on Phoebe Timmons last night. It made me very sad.
0: Oh. But, we won't talk about that. That's all right. Okay. You, you plugged. See, I will let you. How nice am I? I let you plug something. Yeah, I, no, what a great I Why ever? Yeah, I haven't even plugged any of my socials out of this. And yeah. I've been on like about five podcasts on this, on our platform so far. So that's just how nice I am. Yeah. Or I don't want weird people, you know, stalking me. So. No. Fair enough. Okay, that's it. Not me instead. I'll I'll make it worthwhile. I'm willing to give that sacrifice to Sean instead because he obviously loves the attention. Oh, of course. Couldn't tell. Yeah. All right. All right, everyone. I'm sorry if this felt like we just went on a massive tangent in the last 20 minutes. But nevertheless, I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. Um, Once again, I will be back for episode four. So if you hated this one, then you should dread the next episode because I'm still here. Um, but yeah, that's it. Um, goodbye, everyone. Bye Sean. Oh, goodbye, there everyone. Go. Um, stay tuned. And actually, one last thing. One oh last my, thing. Oh, look at him There's go. There's one thing I just need to mention. If it's anything to go by Jeff has been saying, next, tomorrow, well, from us, tomorrow's episode is fucking juicy. Just from what <laughs> Jeff has said. He has, I don't know if you heard about this. It's not really a spoiler, but it's some tea. He said it's a Hall of Fame worthy moment. Next. Oh, episode. good
1: God. Okay. So, what, Okay. Guess, it, it,
0: it, it, give, give me your bold prediction then. Oh, okay. Here's what I'm thinking I think if this is a Hall of Fame worthy moment, I think it will have something to do with Boston Rob. Uh huh. No way he says, you know, Jeff Lop, you know, sucks Boston Rob stick. No way he's saying a Hall of Fame moment for anyone else.
1: Surely not.
0: Yeah, uh, I um, think,
1: here's what I think I think everyone votes. Jeff collates the votes, comes back with a voting urn, pulls an item from his pocket, and he's like, I'd like to play for Boston Rob, negates all the votes, <laughs> Boston Rob, and sends Michelle home. Oh. Pro Hall of Fame moment. I think that's what's happening.
0: And I think that's the perfect thing to end it off.
1: Yeah. So Bye right.
0: everyone. Catch you next time. <laughs> <laughs>